0: are living in a complex world. Sin complicates everything, and only the truth of Christ can return us to simplicity. Today, we look at a powerful phrase found often in Scripture and apply one thing to our lives. What is the one thing God is trying to teach you right now? Let's join Scott Pauling as we find our place in the Word of God.
1: It is so interesting to me how often Dr. Luke uses this expression, one thing. We've seen three occasions already in the Gospel according to Luke. Let me show you a fourth one today. In Luke chapter number 10, Jesus is in Bethany uh, at the house of Mary and Martha. You know the story. And the Bible says in verse 38, Now it came to pass as they went that he entered into a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was cumbered about much serving and came to him and said, "'Lord, dost thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Bid her therefore that she help me.'" Sounds like a lot of sibling rivalries, doesn't it? And Jesus answered and said unto her, "'Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things.'" but one thing is needful, and Mary hath chosen that good part which shall not be taken away from her. Did you hear it? In verse number 42 of Luke chapter 10, one thing is needful. Notice, Jesus didn't say that the many things were bad. He just said that one thing was needful. You know, the longer you live, the more you realize that some things really just don't matter. And Some things matter less and less. Other things matter more and more. And the same thing is true in spiritual growth, uh, that as we grow in the Lord, we start realizing that some things, though they may even be good things, those good things can be the enemy of the best thing. And some things just pass away, but one thing is going to last. It's the one thing that is needful. What is that one thing? Well, in a word, I believe that one thing is worship. Mary was taking the the posture here of true worship. She was sitting at the feet of Jesus. By the way, every time you see Mary in the gospel records, she's always at his feet. So uh, when Lazarus dies and she comes running up to him, she's at his feet. Uh, Later, before his crucifixion, Mary's at his feet pouring ointment perfume on his feet and wiping her feet with the hair of her head. She's always at the feet of Jesus. It's beautiful. And Martha is quite a contrast to that. Every time you see Martha, she's busy bee. She's working everywhere. And by the way, this is not to condemn uh, action and work and service. I think that's a very commendable thing. Uh, Martha, it would appear, is perhaps the, the eldest child because the Bible refers this to it being her house. Uh, She shows hospitality. She invites the Lord into her house. Uh, She's caring for the needs that are there. I mean, there's a lot to commend in Martha, but there is a great contrast. This is not a battle between two sisters, okay? This is a battle between two ways of living. On one hand, you have Martha, Martha who received him into her house, but that's not enough. Mary not only received him into the house, she gave him his rightful place. Martha was concerned with so many things. Mary was concerned with one thing. Martha was living a life that was busy and complicated. Mary had learned something about simplicity and sincerity. Martha's life was a life of doing, working. But Mary's life was a life of devotion, of loving the Lord, of listening to the Lord, of learning from the Lord. And if I may point this out to you, I believe she also worked. As a matter of fact, in verse 39, it says, Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet. Why put the word also in? Because I believe Mary had been serving, had been working. The difference was she knew when it was time to stop and sit down, she knew when it was time to get at the feet of Jesus. And sometimes the easiest thing to do is just keep on working, and the hardest thing we have to do is learn to worship. So let me point two or three truths out from this passage about the one thing that is needful. And notice, first of all, there's a pause. The Bible says she sat. You know, people of action have a hard time sitting down, don't we? Uh, We're connected. We're on the move. But, dear friend, there must be a time to stop. And you'll notice here uh, that her posture is not one of running and fretting. Instead, it's just quiet, sitting quietly. I wonder, have you taken a few minutes today to sit at Jesus' feet? Uh, to listen to him, to speak to him. Look, it won't happen on accident. It will have to happen on purpose. You'll have to schedule it, and you'll have to guard it because the devil hates it, and the flesh fights against it, and the world will pull you in every which direction. There must be a pause if you're going to do the one needful thing. And then there must be a place. Notice she not only sat, but the Bible says she sat at Jesus' feet. I alluded to this a moment ago about being at the feet of Jesus, but actually that's a posture woven all through the gospel records that's so important. Do you remember uh, the demoniac that was healed falls down at Jesus' feet? You see, it's a matter of worship. It's also a matter of learning. Uh, It's a a place of submission. For example, in that culture and custom, uh, the Bible even says of Saul who became Paul that he had sat at the feet of Gamaliel. Whoever's feet you're sitting at, that's who you're learning from. And I fear that sometimes we're learning so little because we are not where we're supposed to be at the feet of Jesus. The word that's used here for cumbered, when it says Martha was cumbered about much serving, literally means to be distracted or divided. It, uh, it carries with it the idea of running around and around in circles. You ever feel like a dog chasing its tail, just running in circles? You're cumbered, cumbered about much serving. And yet, what was Mary doing? She was concentrated. Do You see the great contrast here. Instead of a divided life, a single life. All through Scripture, we're warned about the double mind. The double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. Uh, The Lord talks to us about the singleness, have a single eye. Uh, Look, instead of being torn in many different directions, zero in on your walk with Christ. Moody used to say, consecrate and then concentrate. Uh, They asked him one day, they said, how did you get so many things done? And D.L. Moody replied this way. He said, I lived by this one thing I do, not these many things I dabble in. That's pretty good, isn't it? Uh, We dabble in so many things and fail to do the one thing that is needful. So you need a pause. You need a place. And then number three, you need a priority. Notice the priority. She not only sat, and she not only sat at Jesus' feet, but she sat at Jesus' feet to hear his word. Oh, my friend, you can hear God speak to you as surely as Mary did. No, you're not uh, sitting there with the living word in front of you, but you have the written word of God. And through the word of God, God still speaks. And the Lord just wants you to stop long enough, sit down long enough, to listen for his voice. I wonder, what is it the Lord's trying to speak to you about today? Um, Mr. Moody that I mentioned a moment ago said his son Paul came in one day into his study and climbed up on his lap, and he said, Paul, what do you want? And he said, I don't want anything, Papa. I just want to be with you. Wouldn't that be a great thing if instead of coming to the Lord just to get something from him, we could come to him just to get him, just to be with him? He said, Mary chose. You'll have to choose it. She chose that good part which shall not be taken away from her. A Friend, this is eternal blessing. It comes from being in the presence of Jesus. It's a thing of certain decision. You'll have to choose it. It's a thing of common derision. Martha won't understand it. It's a thing of conscious division. It will divide the Marthas from the Marys. If you want to live in the power of Christ and learn from Him today, then you need to do the one thing that is needful. Sit down at Jesus' feet today and hear His word.
0: All of us at Enjoying the Journey are grateful for the opportunity to share these few moments with you. It is our sincere prayer that God will use His Word in your life throughout the day and that the simple truth will help you to know the next step He has for you. We look forward to our next study together. Until then, visit our online home at EnjoyingTheJourney.org. We would love to hear from you.